The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here on employmentradio.com. I should not be as nervous. You should as be. I am about, uh, about you this. absolutely should be. No, it's irrational. It, it doesn't never, make any sense. It never ends well. It, it makes perfect sense because no, it happens every time. No, it's not going to happen this time. Things are going to be just perfectly fine and nothing strange. And I say this every time. I'm like, okay, that was ridiculous last time. Clearly something was in my head. And then something always proves me wrong. And I don't want it to be proved wrong. No, it's in my head. It's not real. It's not real. Mm-hmm. But it is. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Wherever and however you listen, it is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. and available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. And since we are back in action, it's time that we remind you that you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link. Oh. Click on the Audible link and sign up and get two free audiobooks for your free trial. Let me tell you, I actually just finished my uh, busy Phillips book. It'll, this will only hurt a little. It was interesting. I find her both busy charming Phillips? and irritating. Yes. Ch- charming and irritating. Yeah, I mean, she, I I really am, I find her to be a very interesting, compassionate person, but she's also kind of annoying. Like, how is she annoying? Um, In some parts, she's just very full of, like, talking about how special she is. Oh, like, boy. which, like, Self-confidence is great. I'm glad that she's – because, but then she's also, like, self-deprecating in a way. But then sometimes a little over the top, like, I'm a sparkly human and I'm – like, of course I'm going to fucking get that part. Like, it's – some of it's a little over the top. Oh, boy. But um, I do very much appreciate her honesty. It was super interesting to listen to, especially since um, Busy Phillips played uh, Kim – was it Kim Kelly? can't remember her name – on Freaks and Geeks, which I was a huge fan of. Uh-huh. And she's like a super bully on that, but also like this very layered character. And she was talking about working with all the different actors and had this huge blowout with James Franco. Really? Yeah. Like she's not hesitant to like name people's names that she did not get along with. She had a blowout with James Franco? Yeah. Apparently she just, she thought he was a douche. Oh. And he was one of those guys that would walk around, uh, I guess, trying to make everybody take him seriously as an actor. So he'd walk around, I think with like a copy of like Catcher in the Rye. No. Oh, Yeah. And he would just, you know, he was like, I'm so much more than an actor. And she was just like, it was a lot. <laughs> and I, they got into an altercation one day and stuff. It was, it's very fascinating to listen wow. to. Wow. Yeah. So she actually reads her book. Okay. Um, so it was interesting. So Busy Phillips, uh, this will only hurt a little. Well, there you go. Go to, go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Audible link. Sign up for your free trial. And then uh, get yourself the Busy Phillips book. If you'd like. <laughs> if you'd like. Yes. Yes. Busy Phillips. Um, Wait, what are you listening to? I'm listening to The Consuming Fire. Oh. It's the follow-up to The Collapse, Collapsing You're not Empire. You're doing that in the right voice. The follow-up to The Collapsing Empire from the Interdependency series. Set in the year 2600, humankind has spread throughout the galaxy thanks to writing something called The Flow, which is a series of interdimensional pathways, almost like a river, that allows you to travel faster than light. Did you memorize light. this, or are you reading that? No, oh, my God. That was just... You weren't reading that? No, that was off the top of my head. Oh, boy. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh. Yes, they, they, humankind travels upon the flow. They don't understand it, but it allows them to travel faster than light. Because of that, they've mapped out different areas of the galaxy where they've set up uh, 
populations and uh, establishments, but it's interdependent because everybody depends on one another, and that's what keeps it all together. Led by the one true empire who rules the entire (laughs) galaxy. I will say that anyway. Yes, I'm. I'm listening to the follow up. I just started listening to it. I will say I just finished the busy Phillips book, and now I'm consuming fire. I'm listening to another um, Mary Higgins Clark book. (laughs) I went back. Really on a Mary Higgins Clark. Yeah, there's this one about. It's called "There's No Place Like Home." About a girl who was uh, almost convicted, but then not found guilty of a crime when she was 10 years old when she shot her abusive stepfather. And then accidentally killed her mother. But now she moved back to her hometown where she has a different identity. But now someone's hunting her. And she doesn't know who knows her secret. Oh, I bet I can guess it. Ex-boyfriend. It's the new husband. Ex-boyfriend. She's only been married for six months to, the, to a new husband. And he bought her the house that she committed the murder in when she was 10 as a uh, present for her birthday. Hmm. I think that he's, he secretly knows. Ex-boyfriend. That's coming back in. No, I think the new husband's just a nice guy. But the ex-boyfriend. There isn't an ex-boyfriend. She was 10. Yeah, not yet. You don't know that. It was the neighbor boy who was always in love with her. There is there is a neighbor boy that's now Boom. a detective. You're always Boom. wrong with the Mary Hickens Clark I guesses, knew it. Though. There's a neighbor boy that's secretly been in love with her the entire well, he time. he was standing out there like when she was 10 years old and being carried out. When, like, And he was standing in his pajamas watching her being taken to the police car after the shooting. I don't think it, I think it's the new husband. There's something no. there's something fishy about him. Neighbor boy. That's definitely a neighbor boy thing. Stop saying neighbor boy. <laughs> <laughs> neighbor boy is always secretly in love and then commits the crime and then so he can somehow be the hero. And went, ooh, he's going to frame the new husband. Keelan says conviction is binary. How are you almost convicted? Aren't we all almost convicted, Keelan? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Never been convicted. Uh, so, so, so yeah. So anyway, bottom line is that's it's it's the boy. Uh, all right, let's let's get back to what we were talking about at the beginning, even though I don't really want to, but I feel like now I have to. I so, love it. This is my a, favorite time of, of Greg's life. A longtime listener of Fun Employment Radio, you know that I own a home in southeast oh, Portland. Oh, dear Lord. I live in a converted attic upstairs. So I'm trying to find my chapstick. And I have two roommates. I'm sure everybody on the radio needed to know that. Uh, I have two rooms that I rent out. So I've got roommates. Um... One of my roommates is has just moved out, and so like just recently, like yeah, just just, just over this last week, couple weekend. days. All right, yeah, on Sunday. Oh, oh, <laughs> I'm going to explain this here. Let me walk. So, uh, he just moved out. I've got like a, a smaller bedroom, and then I've got the master bedroom, and the master bedroom is the one that he moved the out. Master of. bedroom. Master bedroom. I don't know what else do you call it. Is there another word for it? The biggest room. The biggest bedroom? The big bedroom. Well, that's what it's, it's called a master bedroom, right? Yes, it's a master bedroom, yeah. master bath. I know it sounds wrong, but that's just what it's called. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what it is. Anyway, he's moved out of that. They've got a situation. Somebody's going to be, not in this situation, but somebody's going to be moving in. Um, but there's going to be a little bit of a time frame between the next move in and this. And if you're a longtime listener of my show, you know that... Occasionally, some your weird show. things of our show. You just said of my show. I was having of flashbacks to the KP. You said my what did show. they just say? You said my show. No, I didn't. I swear on everything that I own. You just said if you've been a longtime listener of my show. So I, I didn't just, say that, did I? You really did. I was just having some. KP2 I want to listen back to that and see if I need to go back and listen to that. Why don't we pause real quick and you can go back and listen? Because it'll take too long. It'll take too long for me to do it. 
You probably do it on the YouTube video. Anyway, <laughs> no, I don't think that's what I said. Anyway, if you're a longtime listener of our show, you know that my house has had some strange things that have maybe or maybe not happened to them. Um, enough, might or might not. They have. They absolutely have. Enough to where we did a ghost investigation of our of my house, which is available on YouTube. You can watch it at youtube.com slash Radio. Go there. Take a look at it. Done by our very talented friend, Derek Lemire. Yep. Award-winning Derek Lemire. Award-winning. It's very true. I think you have to say that to him now. He's got some kind of ego about it. So, he does. Um, <laughs> it's the opposite. <laughs> no, he <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> uh, so, so um, you know, so some weird things have happened, in particular with this room. And it's not when anybody is living in this room. When someone is living in there, not, everything is perfectly fine. When people move out... There, um, there tends to be strange things that go that go on, that go on. Just in say that it. Room. Just go. There's weird, weird There's stuff. There's weird happens. stuff. Like there are alarms am... that go off, inexplicably. Um, yeah. Knocking sounds, doors opening and closing. No, not really. With yes, that. because remember that door wouldn't stay closed. I remember you telling me about that. Which door? Oh, that was upstairs. Well, there was that door, and then there was the one. Wasn't somebody knocking on your old roommate's door on the walls and then on the door? Uh, no, there's yes. been strange noises. Yes, that happened. Um, I mean, there's strange noises. All right, happened. don't make me sound like a liar. I'm not making you sound like a liar. I'm just saying, yes, there's been some weird things that have happened. I mean, in, also, voices. There's voices. That come from in there. What did the voices say? Well, the one time I stayed in there, I couldn't understand. So I stayed. I, I stayed the night in that room, and uh, I was sleeping downstairs, and I kept hearing this. And it sounded like two people talking, like in low voices to where I couldn't hear them. There was nobody else in the house. It was just me and the dog at the time. And then I um, I kept getting up thinking somebody's in my driveway or somebody's outside the house. And I kept looking. There was nobody out there. And so I just go back to sleep. And I just then it, it slowly started back up again and would like just wake me up to where I would be fully awake just sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. They're like the murmuring, like a creepy murmur. Like they're having a conversation, but I can't make out what they're saying. Like going back and forth. Two, like it sounded like men is what I would guess. <clears throat> Low talking men. That's creepy. Having a conversation, and this is true. And this happened over the course of a couple of different nights. Like this wasn't even just a one time thing. And then, um, ew, I would not. It wasn't. It wasn't cool, and I could never figure it out. And this was like this is not like enhanced. And I've talked. And you have a pretty like big before, yard, but... so it's not like someone standing outside of your window, like having a conversation on the street. Like you wouldn't be able to hear that. No, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able. Yeah. To... Well, I mean, maybe, maybe you could, but there's just. I mean, it was close. The conversation was close. It was like if it wasn't in the room, in like the far corner of the room, that it had to be like right outside the outside wall, like somebody standing next to my house having a conversation. There's no way I would be able to hear it otherwise. Yeah. And it happened, you know, multiple nights in a row. And then finally there was the night where um, 
Something yelled my name <laughs> in my ear in that room where it just said, Greg! And, um, and then I never stayed in that room again. <laughs> but since then, you know, it's been rented out by several different people who have lived in that room. Nobody's ever had an issue because when it's occupied, there aren't th- – strange things don't happen in there. It's when it's not occupied that weird things start to happen at my house. And I remember specifically the last time this happened when I was in Craig's between already, like, slurring over his words because he's getting nervous. <sighs> I remember specifically. I remember it specifically because it was um, – the fire would set off the, f- for whatever reason, the smoke alarm would go off in that room, and uh, it doesn't go off when there's people in that room. And you walk in there, and then it'll turn off. And you walk out, and it'll go back on again. You'll walk in, it'll turn off, and it's kind of strange. And then it got to a point where you walk in, and it, it will turn off. But then the smoke alarm in the kitchen, which is on the opposite end of the house, would go off. So I'd walk all the way over to that, and then that would shut off, and then it would go off in the bedroom. And it was going doing this enough. I switched out batteries. I did all that. And I think I talked about this a, a while ago. Actually, there was an issue where that did come up in the house. That's right. I forgot about that. A few months ago, it did do that again. Yeah, that did happen again. I, I totally forgot about that. There's, it's, it's weird. It's really weird. And so... When that room is empty, I can't help it. Now, I mean, I've owned this house for a long time. It starts to make me a little bit nervous. I don't like walking by it. I don't like. It. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't feel like, like are it's you afraid anything... to open. Like, do you leave the door open or closed? Not closed. You leave it closed. Yeah, I leave it closed. When's the last time you looked in there? Oh, I go in there all the time. I mean, I've got to clean up. There's some cleaning stuff that has to be done, so I'm doing that this weekend. I'm like, I've got to scrub it all down. Maybe paint and a few different things, but um, but I don't really go in there. So this is so it's been newly vacated over like what like two, three, four days? How long? Two days. Two days. Yeah. And so, have you heard anything strange? No, no, not yet. It usually takes a few days, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't want it to. Ta- I don't want it to happen at all. I'm hoping this is exactly how it is, and I'm just sounding like I'm a crazy person, and nothing's actually going to go on. That being said, usually it's a couple of. Mike says, if you ever sell your house, make sure to disclose all these happenings. I don't have to disclose that. No, I was actually listening. I don't have to disclose that, do I? If you believe in some states, if you do believe that there is some sort of prove it presence, there's. Hours and hours of you talking about it on the show? It was all for satirical purposes only. Well, I mean, what happens if I disclose it? Actually, wouldn't, wouldn't that make some people want to buy it more? House in Oregon. Like, you have to disclose if there's, like, a murder. But I, don't, I can't speak to whether there was or ever has been a murder in there, although it's the house is from 1907, so. All right, so in Oregon, you don't have to disclose if there has been a brutal death in your house or if you believe that it's haunted. Well, those are two different things. Those are two very different things, I feel like. You know, they're not really on the same level. If there's a brutal death, yeah, I'd want to know. Well, they don't have to tell you. So maybe the people that you got it from, maybe your friend, you know, when you got it a few years ago, knew something. My friend that I bought it from? Yeah. Megan, tell me what happened there. Um, No, I, I... You know, the house is so old, and I tried to do the tracking back of who owned it, but the Portland records in the 1960s are all handwritten, and they're all screwed up. So I couldn't get through it to figure out, because you have to go from owner 
the way you track it back is you have the the current owner, which is me. I can track it back to who I bought it from. Then I go from there, and then you go back. You find that owner, and then you have to go back to what, how long they've owned it. And it's this whole like system where yeah. you have to find one before you can find the other. And this is also before computers, like as you're yeah. Once you get back, back yeah. to the '60s, the records are just a mess. Portland record. They're all these scanned in, handwritten by whoever was the county clerk at the time, who had terrible handwriting, and whoever this person was, they messed up the dates and the If you're the county alphabet. clerk, you shouldn't be required to be able to have like le- at least some legible handwriting. Well, 1960s Portland County clerk sucked. So whoever that was, they, uh, they, didn't, they didn't do a very good job. So everything's all out of order. So it, it will take me. I could probably eventually find it if I can read enough of the handwriting, but it would take hours and hours and hours to go through the 60s to figure out where it's at. Um, or I might have to hire somebody. Anyway. I don't know if there was a murder in the house, although the house being from 1907, you know, what are the what are the odds that there's a murder in a house for I mean, how I many years? A, I mean, there could have not been a murder. So, hypothetically speaking, because of course ghosts aren't real, but with the things that you've seen, what do you believe is in your house? Do you believe like a man, a man? Yes. A woman. Uh, that's upstairs. The woman's upstairs. A child. Maybe upstairs. But there's a man downstairs. Yes. On the main floor. Not, yes. Not in the basement? No. No, the basement, I don't think there's anything in the basement. I think the basement's fine. Yeah, the basement's... The basement, uh, to me, I don't think there's anything in the basement. The basement may be the most creepiest, you know, I mean, your basement's appearance terrifying. Because yeah. it's a basement... But I mean, it's just a it's just a basement, you know. I don't think there's anything. Um, no, I don't think there's anything down there. All right, but you do believe. I don't think there's anything in the other bedroom. I don't think there's anything in that room when people occupy it. I think that's all it wants is it wants something. If we're going to go down this road, what it wants is it wants someone in there. It doesn't want to be alone, and it also doesn't like me. It doesn't like me. So. Have you told people? I mean, you don't have to disclose it, but I mean, whoever's going to be moving into that room next, have you told them that most people know it there's doesn't been a ghost like in- to be alone? Well, no. That's it- like the worst thing you could say. Okay, I'll take that part out. It- no, don't take that part out, but I mean, like, maybe take that out of the review. Like the, uh, the review of the room. Like, no, I mean, there might be something odd. Don't say like. But it doesn't. It doesn't do anything to anybody who's ever lives in there. It it's perfectly quiet. Alone. <laughs> it's perfectly quiet when somebody's in there. It's just. Um, yeah. All right. So has, so you have. It's heard, only when the room is empty. I'll so say it's that. going to be empty for a while. Uh, well, there's some renovation stuff that I'm doing, so okay. it'll be just a little bit, but not too long. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> it's being asked in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live by John, who said, have you ever heard Harry Belafonte singing about bananas? Uh, nope. Nope. I haven't heard that yet. I haven't said Beetlejuice. I haven't said Candyman five <laughs> times. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's it's weird. You know, it's also just change in the house because, you know, it's changing over uh, roommates. and It's not going to be empty that long. Depends on if they listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are they listening? Do you know? 
I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well. Anyway, I don't know what to say. Be honest and keep us posted. I will keep you posted. All right. Well, speaking of, like, changes, like, I've been really trying to clean up my apartment lately because it is, as I've talked about, Greg lives in whatever his house in southeast Portland and his renovated attic. Um, or converted attic, it's excuse converted me. Attic, yeah, yeah. Um, it's but I live in my small studio apartment, which I love, but it definitely has a lot of stuff in it. So I've been trying to go through and get rid of some of my stuff, particularly. Clothes. I'm trying to do that too. Yeah, a lot of clothes. Like I have, I have a lot of clothes, but I don't. All right, this is the thing. So have you heard of that um, that lady by the name of Marie Kondo? No. She wrote that book a few years ago that everyone was going batshit crazy over called like The Magic of Tidying Up or something. Okay. Where it's the life-changing magic of tidying up. So the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Oh, okay. So it's basically, in a nutshell. Like getting rid of stuff? Getting rid of stuff. I'm I'm in that process. She she is like a a minimalist kind of person. She has all these tips on how you can basically get rid of like 80% of your stuff. All right. Which is not my jam. But I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say, that wouldn't work well for you. No. Um, so I'm trying to do like a, like a little bit more to try and limit what I have. But the thing is, I like my stuff, and I find uses for it eventually. Well, so anyway, I was watching this show, and basically there's a new show on Netflix. So there, the book came out in 2015. There's now a new show on uh, Netflix about her, I can't remember what it's called, but it's all about her going to like different people's houses and helping them organize and like get rid of stuff. And I'm not really picking up what she's putting down. Would you let her come into your place? No, God, no. This what like I'm sorry, I'm not like there are so many people. Are who we think talking that, about like hoarders or no, not hoarders, like normal people. Okay. So there are some people who are just on this uh, train of that they, they think that she's a genius and like getting rid of everything. But then there, are, I kind of think it's some BS. So basically. What you're supposed to do is like, it's called the Con Marie method. So uh, she's got her own this. method. Yes. So it consists. Wait, of, is her name Marie Con or Con Marie? Her name is Marie Condo. Marie Condo, but she calls it Con Marie. It's the Con Marie method. So it's a method of organizing known as Con Marie, and it consists of gathering all of your stuff together one category at a time, and then keeping only the things that, when you touch them, they make you feel joy. Oh, okay. All right. Huh. Yes. So like you like So you like you touch it and you like okay, I feel I feel joy when I touch this. Yeah, you don't feel joy if you don't feel joy then you're supposed to just get rid of it and never think about it again. Okay. Yeah. So All right, there's some extreme. stuff that I can probably get rid of. Um one of her other things too is that she doesn't think you should own more than 30 books. Well, I have more than thirty books. I don't want to get rid of all my books. Yeah, I I actually did go through a purge it is of some, books. Like, I mean, some people really enjoy it, and some but, you know it it's helpful to some people. That's fine. But for me, I'm like, or I can do some things where I can like get rid of some things. I've been trying to whittle down some stuff. I did a purge of some of my books at one point where I'm like, all right, and there's there's probably some honestly I could get rid of. Yeah, that I didn't that I don't read anymore, and I'm not gonna go back and reread them. And they don't have a sentimental value. Yeah, and the more I think about it, yeah. There's probably a shelf on my bookshelf that I used to be really into reading about, like, um, on my dictator books and my KGB books and all that stuff and, like, the secret inside workings. Of See, the I like having all of my books because I like being able to go back and reread them. I like when them, I too. Want to. And I guess I could buy them about, again. But I'm thinking about those ones. I'm like, ah, probably not going to ever 
I'm not going to read those again. Well, maybe this might be the thing for you. Maybe yeah, you should watch I'm, it and it'll inspire you. I'm not getting rid of my Stephen King books. For me, it didn't inspire me. It just kind of filled me with not rage, but like a little bit of I, like I was watching one of the shows and these people, you know, are upset because she's like, well, if it's not bringing you joy, then you need to get rid of it, which is fine. Everyone has too much stuff. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to judge anybody for their stuff. It's your life. Keep your stuff if you want your stuff. Yeah. Don't have it if you don't want to. Like, I see her house and it just has, like, a single white flower and, like, a white vase with, like, some nondescript, like, picture on the wall. And she's like, no, look at I how clean that. it is. I'm like, that just looks lonely to me. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. Um, But I guess because of this movement, because everyone has been, like, cleaning out all their stuff, like, all the thrift stores and, like, bookstores and stuff are being inundated by all these people who are trying to do their magic tidying up. Is that good for them or bad for them? It's good for, like, it's good for people like me who like thrift stores. Like, I'm like, give away all your stuff. I want to look at your stuff. (laughs) I want your stuff for free or for cheap. Yeah. Have you found any good things because of this? No, but I've been trying to get rid of some of my things. But that's that being said, like, it's really hard to try and find places to bring your stuff to, like consignment shops and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because everybody's – I didn't realize I was doing this during this whole crazy trend. Yeah. And so when I'm trying to get actually get rid of my stuff, like everyone, it's just lines of people who are all just trying to. Everybody's trying to do away. it at the same time. Yeah, give it all away because of this Marie Kondo thing. Oh, okay. Which is, damn it! I'm seriously like because I'm doing these uh, some changes at the house. Was right when I was going to get rid of a whole bunch of stuff out of <laughs> out of three rooms in my house. I was just going to clear out some stuff. So now I'm apparently riding a trend that I didn't even realize. Oh, yeah. So that happened when I brought in – so I brought in my stuff to be sold. And I was thinking about it because I felt really bad about myself afterward because I brought in two bags. I had to make an appointment. I brought in two bags of my stuff, like really good clothes. Wait, you had to make an appointment? Yeah. I had to make an appointment at this, like, secondhand store to be able to, like, consign my – Oh, like consign them? Yeah, consign my clothes to – Okay. To sell them. And it was, like, <clears throat> two months out. So I finally was like, all right, this is odd. So I had to go in there – Brought my two bags in. You come back an hour later, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have so much money with all these amazing clothes that I brought in. And they took, like, two things. <laughs> and I got $13. <laughs> so they sold them? No. They no, they just give them. So what they'll do is they'll price them out for you and be like, hey, this is what we'll sell them for. And you get a percentage of that. And then you could say, like, you can get store credit or you can take the cash. I'm like, I guess I'll just take $13. Does that mean they already sold it or they – No, they're, they're going, they're to, going sell to sell it. They're okay, going so they to pay, sell it. Okay, so they pay you beforehand. Yes. So it's not like consignment where it's got to sell and then – Yes, kind of. It's more money. like the, they will purchase your clothes for you and then they'll sell okay. them. Okay. Yeah, so it can be either. How much do you – are they going to sell them for? I don't know. But they sell – they pick a, a price and then they give you like 70% of what that is. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah, so you just – yeah, exactly, which is why you have to wait for it because it's not like that at every place. Yeah. But then they gave me back. I'm like, oh, well, you know, do you keep the other clothes? They're like, no, you need to take the ones that we don't use. <laughs> and sitting on the shelf for me to grab were my two giant full bags of my clothes. I felt so ashamed. Like when you go to Buffalo Exchange and you've tried to, like, sell stuff. I don't know if you've ever yeah. done that where, like, you do it and, like – I've like, done it once or twice and then I just feel – I don't like it. It makes you feel crappy. I know. And then some, like – cool like 25 year olds looking at you like you have like the worst taste in the world and they're like yeah we're not going to be able to do anything with these so I kind of felt like that so I'm leaving with my bags of shame yeah. but then I was thinking about him like maybe there's so much stuff going in that it's not that my clothes are garbage it's that they have too many things garbage clothes my garbage clothes but it's that they have too many people coming in to donate stuff so why it's don't you not just me. donate them to goodwill well I'm going to yeah I mean I tried yeah 
And then if I want them, I'll just buy them back. <laughs> or actually, if somebody has a, um, a good recommendation for a place that I can um, donate to that goes like directly to like a women's shelter or something, let me know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, because I, I have a bunch of clothes that I want to get rid of, too. But uh, I have a hard time getting rid of clothes with sentimental. But then I have a whole bunch of them that have that. And I'm like, I'm never going to wear these again. I've got this on this one trip that I did this one time. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not probably not going to wear it that again. That doesn't sound like it's giving you joy anymore, Greg. I'm not listening. I'm not paying attention to that. I know. But I, I do have too many. It's taking up too much space. I don't, I wear like, I wear like, Ten percent of the clothes that I own because I don't like the rest. I don't want to wear the rest of them, mm. and I just wear the same things over and over because those bring me joy. So yeah, I need to. I need to think about this. Okay, I don't want to go down this road though too much because I will become obsessed with that. Yeah, it is very interesting because it is kind of because it's like fifty fifty. Like people are like either convinced that she's a genius or convinced that she's like they either think she's super annoying or super adorable. I could probably. I bet I'd be halfway on that. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to live in a completely no, spotless, I was, sterile. I was watching because I was trying to be inspired, and then I was just so irritated by her and like throwing away people's stuff. I'm like, okay, like that'll do. I don't think it's a show. Do you think for me. she throws it away and then just keeps the good stuff? It's all a racket. It's like, oh, you don't want this. This is disgusting. And I'll take this off your hands for you. Yeah, and then she. It just resells it. That happened it to herself. me once at a, at a Buffalo Exchange. I was what? so pissed. When I tried to sell my stuff and they told me that nothing was good enough. And uh, so I was walking away ashamed. And they're like, oh, well, we'll just take your um, the stuff that we didn't, that we don't want to sell and give it to that. We'll donate it to charity. I'm like, okay. And I went in there like a week later. And my sh- a couple of my shirts that they had said were gross and unfashionable Disgusting. were out there for sale. Ooh. I was so livid. Yeah, I'd be mad too. Yeah, they, and they were my shirt. I knew that they were. Like, they weren't something that you would say that. And I'm like, oh. But I mean, what can I do? How can I prove that? <laughs> it made me so angry. Yeah, I'd be mad about that. <sighs> I haven't looked in the chat. What's the Marie Kondo? Uh, I don't think there's a lot of Marie Kondo viewers <laughs> in our live chat. Eddie says, maybe charity is their is their parent company. <laughs> it could be like that. Um, I remember seeing one of my friends had a record that it, uh, it was like greatest hits by all the original singers. But it turns out it wasn't the original singers of the greatest hit. It was like greatest hits of the 70s by all the original singers. But the name of the band was all the original singers. So people would buy this compilation <laughs> thinking. Wait. The name of the or band? The, it was called like the original artists or something. It was. But I that's the name of the band is the, the original name of the artists? Band. It's like all songs done by the original artists. And one of my that's friends so... had this. So they did all these cover songs, but they weren't lying. The band is called the original artists. Because the band is called the original artists. <laughs> or just like if you hear it on the radio, it's all about words. If you hear on the radio when every station um, claims that they're the number one hit music station, yeah, that's not referencing their station per se. That's just referencing that they play number one hit music. But the way that they say it, it makes it sound like they're the the number one in the area. The number one hit music station. They're, they're a number one hit music station. Yeah, it's all the way you word it. <laughs> Played by the original artists, greatest hits of the seventies by the original artists. Pretty good. 
That's that's pretty funny. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dolan. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. I want to thank all 700,000 of you that sent me this article. I am going to now say it out with my mouth so that nobody feels the need to send this to me again, even though I love each and every one of you for thinking of me. <laughs> I Costco. Because I got a few of these. Costco is now selling for purchase. That's what happens when you sell things. You can purchase them. A 27-pound bucket of macaroni and cheese. (laughs) I can't even tell you how many people have sent this to me. Yes, Costco is appealing to comfort food lovers and emergency preppers alike with its latest product, a 27-pound bucket of mac and cheese. So it's called, uh, it's the Chef's Banquet Brand Bucket, which I am not really a banquet brand fan. I mean, no, even with Kraft, I'm I'm trying to wean myself off of What's the banquet brand? I'm sorry. Banquet brand is like the banquet chicken nuggets. They sell it at the plaid. Okay. The banquet gotcha. Brand. Okay. It's like All not right. a it's not a great brand. Okay. I mean it's trashy and delicious, but it's not Okay. The greatest brand. All right. Like their chicken stuff is good. The mac and cheese is kind of bland. Um so I guess this cont- <laughs> So inside the twenty seven pound bucket there are hundred and eighty servings of mac and cheese packaged into separate pouches. And honestly, I love all of please nobody buy this for me. I mean, I'll just I'll donate it to like a, a food, like somewhere you can like twenty seven pound buckets mac and cheese. <laughs> Jesus. Do you make it all at one time? No, one hundred and eighty different servings. One hundred eighty different cheese. servings. So okay. They're all individually uh, packaged. Okay, gotcha. So the pouches have a shelf life of about twenty years, which make them good for emergency food. So you can just stick them down in the basement. Maybe I need to get one for my prepper basement. I'm working on. You probably should. Uh, they also have so. Well, they have a $1,000 package of emergency food that I guess can um, feed a small family for an entire year that they sell at Costco. That's for $1,000. However, you can get this 27... I can feed myself for like three years. Sure. Uh, But this 27-pound bucket won't run you $1,000. Yep. It retails at $89.99. Coming out to about 50 cents per serving. Is that a savings or... I, I don't know. Like price-wise? Well, I was saying the emergency food designed to feed a small family for an entire year is $1,000. Yes, that's significantly cheaper. Well, yes, I know compared to that. I'm saying 27 pounds of mac and cheese, 180 servings at 50 cents a piece. Does that, price-wise, what's the cost savings on that? Probably about 50%. Okay. Because about a mac and cheese, like a box of mac and cheese is probably like a dollar. This is what I don't know. I don't. Most of us don't have the knowledge of how much mac and cheese is off the top of their head. This is why I'm asking whoa, our, whoa, our resident mac and cheese down. expert. It's my mac math. <laughs> well, you, All right, you now are I have, a resident expert. And now I have three bizarre stories. Story number one. An attorney for a Pennsylvania woman who's been charged with drunken driving has hinted now that his client's coat chewing could have actually skewed the results to make her seem drunk when she wasn't because she was chewing on her coat. Yes, a woman's lawyer has suggested now that her chewing on her coat caused her to have a high blood alcohol level when she was pulled over. Because her coat was soaked in booze? Let me tell you. So this came during a hearing for a 47-year-old woman named Jana Moscat. An officer who pulled Moscat over testified that she was nibbling on her jacket before he gave her a breath test and that he ordered her to stop. Now, Moscat's lawyer, Travis Petty, asked the officer if he knew the uh, chemical composition of the jacket, noting that certain substances can alter the results of the test. So I don't know if there's something she read on the Internet where she's like, oh, shit, I'm yeah. getting pulled over. I'm going to start chewing on my jacket. Huh. 
Well, Moscat's test showed that her uh, blood alcohol level was 0.151%, nearly twice the legal limit for drivers in Pennsylvania. Uh, the officer did say that Moscat smelled of alcohol and failed the field sobriety test. However, the judge did rule that there was enough evidence that the chemical composition on the jacket might have skewed the breathalyzer test, so it is actually going to trial. Interesting. I thought that was very interesting. Because I remember, have you ever heard the thing of, like, sucking on a penny? Yes. Yeah, everyone's heard that. That was supposed to script a breathalyzer, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess chewing on a jacket is, like, is... Weird. 2019's new version of that. (laughs) Gross. Or just, you know, don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. That's the best. That's another easy way. Yeah. Next up out of Wichita Falls, Texas. Thank you to everyone who sent this to me. Wichita Falls. I've been to Wichita Falls. <laughs> did you go to the Walmart in Wichita Falls? I did not. I went to the Dairy Queen in Wichita Falls. This is my favorite sentence of the day. A Texas woman's wild ride on an electronic shopping cart has banned her from the Wichita Falls Walmart. It is now being reported. That isn't even the best part of it. Wichita Falls police said that they responded to a call from Walmart employees that there was a woman driving around the parking lot on an electronic scooter while drinking wine out of a Pringles can. (laughs) Drinking wine out of a Pringles can. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't know how that happened. Like. If there was, like, a box of wine, like, one of the little, like, travel juice boxes that she put inside of the Pringles can. So did she steal the wine from there, or did she show up with the wine already? That is not specified, but because she, she was uh, zipping around the Walmart parking lot with her Pringles can full of wine. Look, 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 look. <laughs> Which seems like that would be difficult to drink out of. That's a pretty wide mouth. Yeah, but it's a solid container if you still have the cap. That's a fair point. You know? And you can keep it, You, I mean, unless they see you drinking out of it, it's just, no, that's just my Pringles can. I like my Pringles. I wonder if she ate the Pringles before and then just had the Definitely. bottle of wine and she was like, well, well, fuck it. And then just kind of poured the wine in there. Definitely. She ate all her Pringles. She probably was going to the store to get more Pringles. It was like, well, I need some wine for on the way. We might as well use a Pringles can. And- Got to have a travel wine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, employees asked officers if they could please ban the woman from the store who had been in the parking lot for several hours drinking and riding around. (laughs) She's just touring around the parking lot? I'm just impressed that an electric scooter like that can last for hours. That lasts a long time. Going around making donuts in the parking lot. Yeah, just tearing around, drinking her wine. How much wine did she have? That's what I was going to say. Like, was she refilling the Pringles, Ken? Because... That much wine wouldn't last for hours. For this lady, I'm not thinking that would last for hours. Yeah, but it doesn't say. So uh, police were able to locate the woman eventually after she had zipped on over to a nearby restaurant, and they indeed did ban her from the Wichita Falls Walmart. There was no arrest made. (laughs) I guess drinking in public, that's all right to do. Well, I guess it is tech. At that point, do you want to deal with hauling in a lady off of an electric scooter? With a and dealing mouth with that mess, Pringles crumbs. Oh God! Figuring out how to get the electric scooter into the car and get it down Gotta to get the, the lady station, off the and get the lady off the. Oh. No, over drinking. No, she wasn't stealing anything. At the end of the day, she's just finding your entertainment for the day. Oh God! All right, I need to. Um, I don't think that I did this, but I wanted to make sure I'm writing in the chat. I 
pretty sure I didn't do this story last week because it's glorious, and I think I would remember if I did it because I know I pulled it because it's from a couple weeks ago. But okay. I don't believe I've talked about it yet. All right. All right, so this happened out of California. A family in Salinas, California. Salinas. Was shocked to wake up to discover that their security camera caught a stranger licking their doorbell for three hours in the middle of the night. <gasps> I know about this story. Okay, I, I can give you an anecdote to this story here afterward. Licking the doorbell for three hours. Well, one of the members of the family named Sylvia Dungan said that over the weekend, her security system alerted uh, all of them to a strange movement in the early morning. So she said, boy, that's a lot. The traffic must be picking up. I think it was like a ring thing. You know, one of those like. It was ring. It was. Yes. All right. She said, oh, I thought, like, maybe the traffic had started at 5 o'clock in the morning. My son doesn't get home till 6 a.m. Who's on my porch? It was then that she decided to watch the video, which just consisted of three hours of a man licking her doorbell. <laughs> oh. She thought, oh, boy, that was just weird. Well, well said, milady. Uh, he didn't stop there after licking the doorbell for three hours. Uh, they said he was also caught on video appearing to urinate on the front lawn. Police say the suspect, uh, they finally caught him, Roberto Daniel Arroyo, could face misdemeanor charges for petty theft and prowling. Uh, but as of Tuesday morning, he remained at large. So he's still at large, unless they caught him, and this was from last Tuesday, which it probably was. Um, so there was no physical damage to her home, but her family spent the rest of the weekend sanitizing the <laughs> doorbell. There's a lot of mental and emotional damage, though. Yes. <laughs> from seeing that. So, is there more to it? No, that's it. The that's reason I know about this story is because at CES last week for Digital Trends, we interviewed Jamie Siminoff, the founder of Ring, the CEO of Ring. Oh, really? He's the one that, t- he told us about it. He's like, man, we get some weird videos that are sent in sometimes. Have you seen the doorbell liquor? He's like, I wish I hadn't watched it, but it's like a train wreck. Like, I kept watching it, and he's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Like, it, that's it. Like, it's forever ingrained in your mind. You can't get rid of it. Oh, man. So he's like, I watch at your own risk. It's like because you will always. It's, I it's, just saw the still, and I don't yeah. want to see the video. Yeah. Just his creepy face going uh-huh. like, no. Yeah, and that's what he was. <laughs> he was telling us about. He's like, I get sent so many strange videos that people think of rings. Like we do a lot of good, you know. And and you talked about you know all the good it does and like helping out communities and stuff. But then he's like, man, there's some weird stuff that gets caught on those. It's like, I've seen some strange things that people send me. I bet. Yeah. Um, I have a couple friends who have the ring thing, and, like, it's fun to watch because we can be out, and all of a sudden there'll be, like, a noise on her phone, and she'll be like, oh, who's on my front porch? And you can see someone, like, either walking by or, like, somebody standing out on the front. It's fascinating. Weird. All right. Anyway. Yeah. I kind of want to get one. Maybe wear gloves next time you touch somebody's doorbell. That's your world of crazy. Crazy. Um, I have a little bit of ball talk. You do? I, well, I need to give an update on where we're at right now. 
just in life? In the world or? of ball talk. Okay, in the world of balls. Yes. Just to just to bring up, it's been a while since I've done it. It's more of a preface to something I'm going to do later this week. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Sarah, it's time for an update on the world of ball talk and where we're at getting ready for the Bolo Day Super, which is happening in less than three weeks. Ooh, I love the Super Bowl. Yep. Because that's when the puppy bowl is on. I don't have to pay attention to it. Well, here... That's where we're at. There are four final teams in the NFL. One of these, two of these four teams will go on to the Super Bowl. Oh. So in the National Football Conference, you've got the Los Angeles Rams versus the New Orleans Saints. Oh, they just won because of that mess up at the end of that game, right? I saw... It did. They were playing Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles, and there was an interception at the end, and the Saints move on. Saints versus the Rams. You have a crazy face right now. Uh, Saints versus the Rams, so that's one side. So one of those two teams will go on. I'll tell you who later this week, because I already know. And then on the other side, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are kind of an interesting team because they have a uh, he's not a rookie. I think he's a second year quarterback. Patrick Mahomes. I believe it's his second year. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes who is kind of a badass. He's their quarterback. He's really good. He's probably going to be MVP this year. But he's going to be taking on the New England Patriots. Yo, big surprise. Whoa, shocking. The fucking Patriots are back. So yeah. The New England give Patriots. somebody else a chance, man. Oh, no. Well, Tom Brady has made some kind of deal with the devil. And uh, so he's never going to be going anywhere. So what's happening right now, I did. I was unaware of this whole thing that's being discussed in the chat about ring doorbells. So I did not know that. Nobody kept me. Maybe that happened after I interviewed him. I don't know. Uh-oh. Some kind of security breach that happened with him. I definitely didn't know that when we had our interview. Huh. I'll have to take a look into that. Anyway. um, So, yeah. So, the New England Patriots, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. So, one of those two teams will go on as well. So, we could have the Patriots again in the Super Bowl. And that's what people need to know about. They need to be aware of that. That could that could happen, and it's probably going to. So go, Patrick Mahomes. That's all I'm saying. Somebody's—he's the only hope. He's the only hope to stop this, to stop this madness. And he's probably not going to be able to do it. Anyway, I'll let you know who. I just want to keep you uh, updated on that situation because it's going to be a big weekend for football. Also, Yusuf Nurkic almost got in a fight Yusuf with uh, Iman Nurkic. Shumpert. So that almost happened too. Yusuf Nurkic. Iman Shumpert went and waited outside the Blazers' locker room so he could try to fight Yusuf Nurkic. Which I don't think would end well for Shumpert. No, God no. Nurkic is like six inches taller and like 100 pounds heavier. All right, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That was a beautiful ball talk, Greg. It was beautiful. A beautiful ball talk. A beautiful ball talk. You know what we haven't done is this. 
Say thank you to one of our fine sponsors, and that's Next Adventure. Next Adventure. Nextadventure.net is their worldwide location, or right here in town on the corner of Stark and Grand, but not just at Stark and Grand where their main store is. They've also got the uh, Paddle Sports Center. They've also got their store out in Scapoose and their store out in Sandy. Lots of different places you can go to check out Next Adventure. They seriously are amazing. Your alternative outdoor store. They've got everything that you need. Um, If you're wanting to get into something, you want to try to learn a new... I don't know, you want to learn how to hike, you want to learn how to snowshoe, whatever it is, they have experts on all of that that can walk you through from the very beginning to the very expert stuff. Whatever it is you want to do, Next Adventure really is a a great sponsor of Fun Employment Radio and a great place to go. I recommend them to everyone. So nextadventure.net is where you can go and check it out right there. Just go in and start and grab. Talk to them. Be like, hey, I want to do this. And they can help you do I want to snow camp. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, I've done it once. That sounds really cold. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to build a fire, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's we do it's also, a lot more work. We do have a couple things before we go, too. Yes. And we do want to wish... So I did do the birthday, but I didn't do the song last week. So I do want to wish a very happy birthday to our pal, Trina. Happy Trina! birthday! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What are you doing? Hot damn right. And also, we would like to wish a very merry birthday to the lovely and wonderful and patient and kind lady who is married to Mr. Jenky. Yes, happy birthday, Jen. Happy birthday <laughs> we won't call you Mrs. Jenky. You. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Yes, indeed. There we go. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday, baby Jesus. No, that, that was, I already did that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I already did. Happy birthday, baby Jesus. Um, Do you have to go? Are you going to DT? Yes, I am. Right now? Yes. Yes, I am. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Absolutely. We appreciate each and every one of you who tunes in to Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, you can support Fun Employment Radio if you really do enjoy our show. Share it. Share the show. Share with your friends. Sharing is caring. Sharing helps Fun Employment Radio a lot. We really do appreciate it. We do. And we work really hard to on try your, and give you some good content. So if you if your, you appreciate us, we appreciate you. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a pal. It's like, hey, check out this podcast. I enjoyed this. Maybe you would too. That's a good way to put it. Facebooks. I don't. Yeah, just where. All right. How you doing over there, champ? Still a little bit of the Las Vegas con funk. Gross. Yeah, it happens for any kind of convention. Anybody who goes to a convention, you know. Yes, we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Stop saying that. Yeah, con funk. It's like in my head. I hope that the ghosts keep you up tonight. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Dark home. Bye. Bye-bye.